Welcome back into the Coast to Coast podcast. I'm Justin Patrick. With me, as always, Sean Filson, Zach Taylor. So, that's big news last week containing a big move made by us. We're good, by the way, if anybody was wondering. I was going to get to that. Ask that I was going to get to that, but you know, you just want to really. Zach, how are you? But all right. I'm great. I am. Uh, yeah, we did have big news last week. We started out with it. Um, again, catch us every Sunday, 10 a.m. I learned the station, 99.1 FM. It's not whatever I said last week. I also, <laughs> I also, I also need to send the correct link next time. <laughs> I posted our link for like, I think it was back in like August of last year or whenever we like took over for Davis and Justin, whenever they talked, I put the right picture of us, not the right link. But, you know, people still came on. It still has the most plays on all of ESPN's YouTube channel. So I'm just saying, let's keep it rolling. I'll also see you next Sunday. But, yeah, what do you guys, what do you guys want to talk about today? I think there's only one thing we can talk about. The biggest news of the NBA season has been what's going to happen with James Harden. Yeah, he, he I guess he pretty much made a decision. I mean, they, they finally... They finally took a, an option. They finally took a trade that was offered to them, going to the Nets. And we've now seen him play a game. Two games now, correct? He's played two, right? I I know the most recent one, I will say, him and KD, no Kyrie still. Curry is still in the middle of nowhere. I got a notification earlier that he bought. No, they play tonight. Their second game is tonight. Okay, so they've only played one Against game. the Bucks. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I do have that stream pulled up right now. Um, I will say... We haven't heard anything about Kyrie. He's going to miss his seventh game in a row, I believe, tonight. They said. But all of a sudden, we got a notification earlier today that he bought uh, the George George Floyd's family a house. According to uh, Steven Jackson, who was good friends with George Floyd, former NBA player. That's so random, though. Like, why would out of nowhere that news come out after? Well, I I guess, um, you know, Martin Luther King Day is today. I get. I mean, I, mean I, I don't. I don't think it's a wrong thing to do. I mean, I mean we're, if, we're not. If he could buy. He wants to buy me a house. I'd be down to buy a house. I mean, yeah, but but I just think it's kind of random, especially like more for the fact that like we haven't even seen or heard from this man in almost seven over seven games. It would be a little over a week. Like, is he gonna come back? I mean, a lot of people were almost speculating that they went and got hardened because they think that the connection between Katie and Kyrie is just just not gonna work out. I'm being honest. I mean. Kyrie, it's he's one of those weird type of guys who's kind of like an Antonio Brown. He just thinks he just has no, you know, he has no structure. Does he just do whatever he plans on doing because he thinks he's just this almighty guy in the NBA and just you know disrespects anybody that he feels he he can. Um, so hearing this news doesn't quite frankly you know surprise me after I heard what he did last season with the Nets of. You know, wouldn't listen about taking a picture here. Wasn't I mean? Just he, he's very unprofessional. I mean, it, it's really immature the way he acts. Sometimes. I I think he's kind of like the centerpiece and kind of like the I don't know scapegoats the right word that I'm looking for, but really the centerpiece of this whole player empowerment movement. I think he's really taking advantage of it to an extent that I think it could backfire onto other players right because way. of because he's like. To, to an extent, like, okay, we all want, like, players to get played, or players to get paid, and we all want them to, like, go to places they want to play, like, to an extent, but, like, okay, you still should go to a, a photo shoot if you're supposed to be there. You should still play for games you're still being paid to go to. follow in. Well, with, he, he didn't get paid for any other games. Yeah, I mean, to be of. fair, they, I mean, he, he did get that taken out. There's but, still rules that have to be followed. Just because you're getting paid, just because you're some star player does not mean that you do not follow the rules of everyone else on the team. Everyone has their roles and everyone has the things that they have to do. I think, yeah, I get having player empowerment, but the thing is it's also be professional at the same time. I mean, you see the player empowerment just came up really big. I mean, not just to say like one incident, but I mean, you see it with Anthony Davis, you see it with Paul George, you see it obviously this season with James Harden, Kyrie. I mean, you could even say LeBron at some points where he's like, yeah, I'm just going to go to the Lakers. I think LeBron I, I was care. the very first one in all of it. Yeah, I think, <laughs> I think the LeBron move in 2010 really sparked the, oh, we can just do whatever we want. I mean, he made a whole press conference show on ESPN that lasted like two and a half hours about it. I mean, shoot. 
I I think I saw something about that where he made like almost like a million dollars in like ads and everything that got made during this just for the fact just for him to be like yeah I'm going to Miami like you sat there I remember sitting there watching this for like over an hour and a half I didn't even watch the whole thing I tuned out halfway through and came back in because I knew the because they already they already set the broadcast links so I'm like he's gonna wait to the end no matter what and I just remember being like. Like, yeah, cool. Like, I, to an extent, if you like LeBron, if you're, like, a super big fan, like, you're going to watch that whole thing. But, like, I just want to know where you're going to go play, honestly. Yeah, we just want the main answer. Honestly, like, I watched the Thunder press conferences. I'll watch the whole thing, like, from mm-hmm. GM down to the 17th man on the roster. Like, mm-hmm. I'll watch every single player. Like, that's just me. But I'm honestly surprised that the player empowerment movement started as recently as 2010. Like, mm-hmm. throughout the decades of the NBA that just like I say recently because I mean this has been this has been when we were I mean middle school and up I mean I say you and me Zach but I mean Justin I don't know how old you were in 2010 but nine yeah so (laughs) but uh thinking about it it's just crazy how players just now realize I'm the one that's making all the money. Like, I'm the one that's making this entire franchise money. So, like, make sure that I'm the happy. centerpiece. Make sure I'm happy. Make sure I I get what I want. And you saw that with James Harden. You saw how Dwight Howard went there. Dwight Howard didn't work out. Go get me Chris Paul. Got Chris Paul. That didn't work out. Go get me Russell, uh, Russell Westbrook. Got Russell Westbrook. All right, now I can't do anything else here, so get me out of here. Then mm-hmm. he gets traded. I mean, you saw it with Kawhi in uh, L.A. when he was like, I'm not going to L.A. unless I get a superstar teammate. And they went out, got the guy who finished third in MVP voting, Paul George, and so he decided to sign there. You see it all throughout the league. And then Anthony Davis with the Pelicans, like him wearing a that's all, folks, shirt on his last mm-hmm. game that he didn't even play for the Pelicans. You just see it all around the league that these star players are – Finally realizing, I don't, I don't approve of it, but I understand where they're coming from. Because if if I'm the best broadcaster in the entire nation, I'm going to make sure that I get what I want. Mm-hmm. Like not to sound well, like cocky in it's, any sense, but like I need to get like your I value. Know, you have to get yeah, your I, value. I, I need my rep- value shown. You should get what you what you put in. So basically, put in what you get out. Uh, the revenue that you create and generate. You should be getting what you think. Then, then every Supermax player is not getting paid enough. Think about how much Giannis. Made. I mean, LeBron. Like, in, in in a way, and I, we've talked about this before. I think uh, off the pod. I don't know if we talked about it on the podcast before, Sean. But every player within the top like twenty five is underpaid. It doesn't matter. It doesn't matter what their contract is. Giannis signed the biggest contract ever. He's still underpaid for the value he brings to your team. And what I what I think that what needs to happen is all of this is going to continue to get worse. Until these mid and lower level players start trying to do the same thing. And then you're like, well, are they really that worth that much? And then we're going to start deciding because then it's like, okay, well, let's start skill gapping and making the salaries based on that. Because right now, okay, very beginning, LeBron is just the best player. So he gets what he wants, right? Yep. To an extent, that's that's correct, right? Okay. And then it's like, okay, well, I mean, uh, let's say Kevin Durant. I'm pr- pretty much as good as LeBron. I want to go somewhere else. Okay. And then it's like. All right. Well, at what point does it stop? Like, uh, what can um, Javale McGee go to say? I, I ain't working here no more. You know what I mean? Well, so, but don't we think? I mean, you saw. Okay, before you go, sorry. You saw that with Andre Iguodala in Memphis yeah. last season, where he was like, "I just came off of five back to back to back to back." Exactly. It's like to uh, what extent do you still get to choose? Like, I mean, you. I don't think there's any limit. I mean, obviously, you're not gonna. If it was me on the roster, I'm not going to be like, oh, yeah, I'm not playing for y'all just because I can go anywhere. But like, if you have like a pedigree, if you have like shown what you have in the past, then I mean, you can do it. I don't like I said, I don't approve of it, but I mean, I understand. Do we think that they could handle these situations? I think the NBA has a lot of just immature acts of the way they handle business sometimes. Well, they're, yeah, the, they're the best league in the they, entire they, world. They're the best association. No joke. There's no way they're not. There's, they, 
The NFL, MLB, none of those compare to what the NBA does. And that has nothing and, and to do what, with like, okay, but in what way are you are you saying that? Exactly? Like the, when when coronavirus hit, yeah, okay, the NBA yeah, suspended true. the season. About that. We talked about they, that. They, they handle salary cap the best, a hundred percent. Because there's because first of all, like okay, I think in my opinion, and we can this can, we let's just let this ride. Okay, I think franchise tagging someone in the NFL is completely incorrect. I I should not as a player. If I do not want to be here and my contract is up that I signed, I should not be forced to stay here. Is that correct? Well, I, okay, I so is that, a, is that a contract thing though? Is like do players sign like the option that they can get, they can do that to them? Do the players sign that? I, okay, so because I, 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 no, I feel like that that's more of something that goes along with your agent and use a part of your contract. I think I thought any player in the NFL can be. Franchise I, I, I don't tag. know. I, I've actually I, never I think, looked. Into I think that. it's based off of. I mean, you're not going to franchise tag your kicker. You're going to franchise tag Tom Brady, just like the Patriots did, like multiple times over and over again. And you just give him no choice. And the thing is, because that's what the Jacksonville Jaguars were going to do with Yannick. Okay, because we were going to re-sign him, and we were only going to give him. Let's say this is just a number in my head, just to, so it's easier to do. Let's say we're going to give him ten million. He wanted 14. Okay, well, we're not giving you anything more than 10. He's like, well, I'll walk. And he's like, we're like, well, we're franchise tagging you because franchise tagging you, we only have to pay you 11. Like, if there's a set amount that you get paid if you're franchise tagged. And don't get me wrong, it is awful. Like, I would hate that, especially, like, imagine you're the superstar and they just franchise tag you. Well, okay, just imagine, compare it to, say, Giannis, just because yeah. that's the biggest contract in the league. Be the just imagine the Bucks. I do you want to put this out there? They can only be franchise tagged three three times maximum. Three years in a row, though. Like like, dude, you could ruin but someone's see, usually, career. Three but years usually, in a row. that leads up to a long term deal after that, because then they do use. But when you break. look at it, you get a contract as soon as you get drafted. Exactly, yeah, I don't yeah. know the exact length of NFL contracts, but you get say say it's like the NBA. I'm just going to go off because I know yeah. every like all salary cap everything from Two the NBA. One. You get two years. Definite. Then you get two team year options, so they can pick up your options both years. After that, you so that say you get four years. It's say it's the best player in the NBA. Yeah. LeBron James is get he gets drafted. You get him for four years. So eighteen goes, to twenty two. Let's just say that. Yeah. Then he gets restricted free agency. Hmm. That is probably the best way because no matter what, if any team gives him, you can match the it. max extension and then it, you just match it he's there for five years and then what i'll say is like you what you can also do is if if they bring a franchise tag like how the nfl has okay so you're eight you're 18 years old I, you have the four years I, I, okay and then you and then you match to go f- the five let's say someone offers so him a nine super years max maximum. so he's nine years and then you get three years of fr- that's his whole career bro that that is that's from the beginning career. of your career until basically the end of your prime. And you have no choice a player can refuse to sign a franchise tag tender, but the thing is, however, that player is not able to be to play in the NFL until that tender is signed. That's the thing. So you're pretty much so that's even worse because then that's like okay, you're either signing for me for eleven eleven dollars, or they, you can't play. They can't. They can't. They cannot. <laughs> that's, become, a, that's almost they, that doesn't even make let sense. Me speak. That's all they that. cannot. If they refuse a franchise tag, they it does not mean they can become a free agent. That's I mean that's I mean I see what you're saying uh, I mean that's I'm just that's just a fact. I mean no no I, I know what you're saying that just that that might even be worse than just the franchise tag that, to lock them in. That's why I'm saying that the NFL is not as good as the NBA when it comes to I mean yeah players can feel empowered in the NBA but the players in the NFL don't have leeway really. I mean you saw I mean I don't I'm not spitting facts or anything but Tom Brady didn't leave New England until he was forty, however old. That was his, that, that was mostly his choice, though. That's the thing. I know, but I mean, he, I I can't really compare it because I don't know any really anything about the NFL. Well, I can, but give you insight on that. With, with when you go to the NBA, you look at it. A player can be like you can put him on your team. You say you draft him. I'm just gonna I'm just gonna use Alexei Pokashevsky for the Thunder. So they drafted him this past year. Get him for his four years. Five years after that, he'll be 27, like we said. He can be whatever he wants. He can go wherever he in wants. In his prime. It, that is basically the start of a NBA player's prime at 27 years old. 26, 27 is about the range. That he can go anywhere he wants. Say he's Giannis-level player. He can do whatever. It doesn't matter. And he doesn't have any restrictions, nothing. So the So the... The, but fr- the franchise can. tag can't be the reason, the way to solve it. That's that's what we're that's what we're both stressing is that the franchise tag is not the way to solve that. 
And I'm not, I mean, we didn't start this whole conversation yeah. to just diss the franchise tag. Yeah. But we're saying, like, the NBA has so many ways to solve everything. I mean, you saw it with the COVID outbreak. I mean, they stopped their entire season, figured out they're the only league to play in a bubble. And I mean, the WNBA, but successfully finish out a season, no COVID cases in the entire bubble. Not, I mean, you figure that for out over perfectly. almost three months, three, three entire, or, two, know, like I'd say two, two and a half. Two and a, yeah. And you no COVID cases when that was the biggest thing happening right then. You set off a bubble. It worked out perfectly. You are the like anything the NBA does. I would I would trust I would trust my life to Adam Silver right now because I think he could figure out anything. And, and NBA players well, yeah. Get together, yeah. But I mean, I credit ninety five percent of it to Adam Silver. I mean, yeah, he has his committees and all that under him yeah. to help him with everything. But he's the head guy and he's the guy you look at. I mean, that's why you look and see David Stern is one of the most influential people of all time. I mean, not only in basketball, but he made the NBA into what it was. And Adam Silver is making the NBA into I'd say it's kind of like how, you know, viruses add on strands and everything and just make that one thing better. I say better in a weird term, but that's kind of what Adam Silver's doing. He's taking this big thing that's already been made and just adding on little pieces, like we see with the play-in tournament, and we see the, the and, and we see like TV contracts and exactly, more money. You see the everyone's making logos more money that you add yeah. on to there. Yeah, yeah, I see what you're saying. And he's just thinking outside the box to make the league more money, make everyone more money. It's not just the owners; it's the players; it's everybody. And, and that's why I say they're the best league in the. In the entire world. So to go back to the to the player empowerment thing, like the only way, really, in my mind, that you can decrease their effect. Keep in mind, like it's going to be one of the, it's not like it's one of the, probably one of the hardest things people can do. I mean, you you're it'd be like it would literally be like our show, and then we were just like Justin, um, you're not getting paid anymore. Let's say we were getting paid. Justin, you're not getting paid anymore because. Just because. Like, what? Like, you're not going to want to do it. You know, this is obviously, like, hypothetical, you know what I mean? Or, like, for example, like, Justin, you can't talk anymore. Or, Sean, you can't, you, you got to show up, but you can't talk anymore. Like, you know what I mean? It, it's just, like, I don't see how, like, I, I, I personally can't see what the max is going to be. Because, obviously, if we knew that, we would just jump straight to it, you know? So, I don't know what it's going to be or, like, or there... The only thing that's going to stop it is like whether there's a certain incident that literally is just like, okay, we have to put more restrictions on it. Could be a Kyrie thing. It might honestly be Kyrie himself, if we're being honest. I mean, there's, there's going like, to be standards or like a tampering set or something. Or soon, if, it has, if it's not an incident, I am still on the, the, the bandwagon, I get whatever, the idea that it has to be the lower level players creating their own value structure. That is a, that is a different way. It's gonna have to be set up completely different. Like because whenever these like lower level guys, whenever these role players are like, okay, well, like why can't I just choose where I want to go? And then it's gonna become like a well, we need to be empowered too. You know what I mean? And then it's gonna raise the contracts for these role players. Like that that's gonna be the only way it really happens. It'll be a whole like revolt. I'll be honest to do it, but that would be another way to do it. I mean, you, I wouldn't say you've seen revolts or anything in NBA history, but you've seen like things come up to where they have to set these rules and these limits. I I mean we've seen like seasons delayed because NBA player agreements can't be signed. Yeah. So but the whole addition of the Supermax contract to where I mean you have to be 10 years into the NBA, you have to have all these requirements. Giannis just signed it obviously. Steph Curry, Russell Westbrook, only the top tier players can sign it. But you saw that come out and it was supposed to help the small markets keep their franchise player which which i think is better than the franchise tag oh yeah definitely but it does hamstring the um the team that signs them to, to it, that yeah. because okay we'll pay this one player 51 million okay what do we do with their other 70 to pay 14 we, guys that, mean, that means you have because the salary cap right now is at 109 you have 58 million to split between 16 other players yeah. when you're already paying one guy basically the same amount that you're paying 16 other guys it does hamstring teams a lot, but I mean, that's that's what comes with this player empowerment movement, which I don't disagree with, but I don't agree with. 
like I've said multiple times. But with Harden going to the Nets, what does that mean for the league? What does it mean for the top teams in the West? Because they were already considered a top three, four team in the West or East. Sorry. Um, without Harden. Yeah, without Harden. They add Harden. What does that mean for the Milwaukee Bucks, the Boston Celtics, the don't say Indiana the Pacers, don't apparently. Say, don't, say, don't say the Raptors. 76ers. Uh, I mean, I'd say, yeah, in the 76ers. What does that mean for those teams going forward in this this season? Only this season. What does it mean for them? Uh, it means that it's a whole different type of challenge, in my opinion. I mean, I thought having Kyrie and KD thrown in here, I mean, it was already a challenge enough. And you put Harden in this mix. Even without Kyrie, Harden and KD, when they played together when they were younger, it wasn't spectacular. Spectacular, but these guys are both. Oh, it definitely it was spectacular. It was they good. made the finals. It was good yeah, it was three years. Out. It was good, but it wasn't what it is. It never what, got to be they fulfilled. It was not what, what these players are now. Well, these players are what both. I guess we can both probably say top five players, top ten players each. They're definitely top ten. I wouldn't yeah. say top five. I mean, it's it's a, it's an it's a, it's debatable content right there. But I mean, you got you three have, you, top fifteen players on the team. Exactly. Which what other team has that in the NBA? I mean, I wouldn't say any team now, but in the past, I mean, you could say yeah, we've, obviously we've LeBron, D Wade, Bosh, I, I Curry, Clay. If we're talking about just this season, as as a Milwaukee Bucks fan, I was not worried about the Nets beforehand. Like, I, I yeah, you, you, I don't know. No, 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 okay, you, okay, you okay, were no, like, no, the, the Nets the, might be the, the best team. Well, in no, be, I liked him because they're depth. Because I was like, Karis Lever is good. People aren't going to hype him up before I, Spencer Dinwiddie. Spencer injured. Dinwiddie is a solid player. Joe Harris is still there. I was like, Jared Allen coming off the bench. That's a starter. They had this depth to go with it. And then, and then I was like, I was like, oh, holy cow! They just got hard and like this, because in my mind, if if I'm a team playing the Nets, they got three players. I mean, we talked about it on the show. They got three players who can ISO, and that means you got to have three players who can ISO defend. Period. Like, yeah. and that means that means you got to play a different way. And it, it, whether this team can defend or not against your own team or the team that's playing this Nets, it don't matter because they're not good at defense. KD's their best defender, as you said on the show Sunday. Okay. But it doesn't matter because this team might put up 130 every night, if we're being honest. Okay. Yeah, they're, they're looking like a team that has to outscore other teams to win, which, I mean, they can. They they easily can. And you saw that with Harden and KD uh, combining for 74 points. 74, yeah. Yep. It was 40, 42 and 32. I mean, that's two players that combined for 74 points. And then you add in Kyrie, who's been averaging 26, 27 per game this season. Yeah. I mean, that's basically 100 points already. Yeah. And you haven't even looked at Joe, Joe Harris, Harris, who's averaging yeah. 16, 17, and Timote Luwawu Cabarro, who surprisingly is averaging like eight, good. nine. He's like good. We're and, looking at a team that can easily probably average 110 a game, 150. Between one, four players. I think one exactly. yeah, I wouldn't I think even say. I think 130 is. Uh, they could I mean, literally average for the season you, 130. The averages are going to flux every game. So and, you know, they're probably going to be putting up around 150. I'm talking, I'm, talking, I'm talking about the whole, the whole season. I would not be surprised if they finished team average 130. 130? 130. Hot that, take? And that, I mean, that's, I don't even know if that's a hot take. I'm not even being honest. I, I, I don't, don't think even, it's a hot like, take at all. Just, just for the fact that, like, because in my eyes, I see it. Okay, we had, like, the that, that Heat team, right? Let's compare it to them, okay? Mm-hmm. That Heat team averaged, like, 105. Okay? But and that was with the, Chris Bosh not... Okay, I'll get, I know okay. what you're about to say. That was with Chris Bosh really only putting up, like, maybe 20 a night on a good night, okay? And then with... The league before we like to shoot f- like forty three pointers a night, and yeah. now we got th- like two players for sure, Harden and Katie, who will pull a three with their eyes closed and love that shot. And then we got Kyrie, who will. I, I, I'm just gonna book Kyrie in for like twenty two. It don't matter, twenty two, twenty, something like that. I mean, somebody's gonna have to stay, take a step back when you look at it because going from two stars to going to three stars, somebody ha- you saw it with Chris Bosh, you saw it with Kevin Love, you saw it with. Clay Thompson, Draymond Green. I mean, and- if if we do like quick math, let's say what KD averages thirty, Harden averages twenty five. Mm. Twenty five is reasonable. Kyrie he averages twenty two. Twenty two. I I'd that, say that right there is seventy seven from three, and those are like pretty reasonable. Oh, KD's that, is, KD's those pretty high, are, I mean, seventy seven. I'd say getting up to eighty five is just. A, I wouldn't be surprised if they average eighty five like, between I, the three of them. I would, I would like. I honestly, I might look it up afterwards. What the th- big three average for the Warriors? Like KD Curry, KD or K- I mean, KD Curry Clay averaged during that run. Like yeah. just those three combined, that I could mean, be nuts. So I'm looking at what the Nets were scoring before 
before the Harden trade and while, K- or while Kyrie was out, they had 145 points in one game. No overtime or anything. This was yeah. a re- I mean, yes, it was against the Hawks who scored 141. Is that with Kyrie Levert? Yeah. The, uh, they've scored 125, 123. They had a couple of down games where they scored. I say down games, and it's 113, but also 122, 130, 122 again. 160. Like their bad games are pl- are over 115 points. Yeah, that's why. That's why I don't even know if like 130 was a hot take. I mean, especially like, especially you got to think how many people rest. I mean, I they could also rest. Obviously, which could which would bring it down. No joke. But I mean, you let one of them rest in rotation, you probably still hit 120, right? I would be scared of this team if I had to play them, and I was an actual like if I'm the Lakers, I am. Kind of worried about this team. I think we talked about it as soon as this trade went down, and I was talking about like the playoff tree that I was praying for, and I was hoping the Bucks get the Celtics and Heat, and then the or was it was it Celtics and Heat, and then the Nets have to play. No, you wanted the Nets to play the Celtics Net, Net, and the 76ers. Yeah, I, I, I want the uh, you wanted the Heat Net, and Pacers. That's that's what it is. Yeah, yeah, that would be a perfect playoff tree, dude. For the Bucks, it would be the perfect. Especially one. if we get if we get Heat first round, Pacers later. Dude, that would be nuts. Yeah, We'd probably get yeah. Pacers first, but whatever. So I got so in, back in twenty eighteen, Clay averaged twenty, Curry averaged twenty six point four, and Katie also averaged twenty six point four. And then twenty seventeen, the year prior, that's seventy two. Yeah, uh, Clay averaged twenty two, Curry averaged twenty six, and then I believe Katie averaged. Hold on, I only pull back up. Probably, probably no, uh, Katie and uh, Katie and Curry both averaged twenty five, and then uh-huh. that's the seventy three. Yeah, and the year prior, and we just counted in seventy seven, and that's with like the two best offensive players I've probably ever seen in my life. Yeah, Clay averaged twenty two all three of those years, except mm-hmm. for that last year he averaged twenty. And Curry, they, but the year before Katie came, he was averaging thirty straight up. So well, that was an MVP season. Yeah, so. yeah that was that was his second unanimous. So. Well, when you look at it, Harden and Katie are two of the. Top three to five scores in league history. I really have never. I say I, I, I say never, KD is the best scorer in NBA history, and I say Harden yeah. is probably three or four. I don't, I don't think I've ever seen someone just get a bucket whenever they want from those two. Like no, no joke. Like going back watching games like before I was even born, I've never seen someone score that easily because they can they end up on the free throw line. They can shoot over anyone, mismatch I mean, or something. Katie Katie's a seven footer that can shoot over anyone. He can handle the ball. Seven to foot where, Chris Middleton is correct correct words <laughs> but when you look at it it's like i'm scared of that team yeah it's a good team and even though you're losing and joe harris you can't uh, that he's also starting no biggie it's not it's not like it's not like this is that Cavs team and they were like oh yeah let's get a three-point shooter and they go get kyle corver okay and he's kyle corver was old at that time and, and joe harris is these boys got joe harris who literally won a three-point contest two years ago or last year did he win it last two years ago? I can't tell you. I think he won it two but years he's ago. He's averaging like 50% three-point shooting. And having that around Harden, KD, and Kyrie, that's ridiculous. I, but I, what is it? What would this trade mean for... Do, do you think they're a lock for the Eastern Conference Finals? Mm, do you think they're a lock to play, to be the pen, last... Pen, pending no injuries, yeah. Well, I I, th- I think say that, say Kyrie comes back. I mean, you're, they're going to pick up people off the free agency well, yeah, market. Cause, cause I, they're going to pick up people off trades and I think et you, you could give me any two from the East. I think they could beat them. Uh, whatever, fourteen out of whatever or eight out of fourteen games, which is both series added together. Give me give me two two any two teams you want. Even if they even if they, somehow they fall and they get the two best, like they get the worst tree set up playoff tree setup, I think they could conjoin win 8 out of 14 games, which is what you need to go to the East Conference Finals. Okay. I, I was kind of lost at first, and then I was like, okay. I was, I was me, combining me, the first me, and second round. Let me round. go in my head, and I, find, yeah. I figured it out. But do you think, I'd say, I think in my head, they're a lock for the Eastern Conference Finals. I think they're almost a lock for the Finals. And I say that thinking this Bucks team is significantly better than any team they've ever had. They sure. are I'm pretty sure they're the number 1 offense and the number 7 or 8 defense right I'll now. I know it's something like that. But I mean this is significantly better than any other team and they could have broken the record for wins last season. I yeah. wouldn't have been surprised. It but if you look at it this Nets team 
doesn't have defenders, and that's something that you brought up a second ago. If they can pick up defenders in free agency, I'd say you have to go get a big. I don't care who it is. Deadman, you have to Deadman, go get Deadman. a big. It's Deadman or McGee. Straight I say, up. well, I'm I'm just saying off free agency. Okay. Deadman is one. I say John Henson is a good one because he started shooting threes. You could get um, Scalabca, who is a younger guy, but also can is very malleable where you can make him into whatever you want almost. You can go get any of these guys to defend in the middle. You can go trade for someone cheap like JaVale McGee, as you said, Mike Muscala. Shoot, you could even go out and combine a bunch of contracts and get like an Al Horford or something if you want to go get another big-name player. Isn't the Bucks are number one offense in their seventh defense? But it's there's Knew it. there, there's <laughs> there's like four teams spreading like half a point. Yeah, so. I, I, but one in seven. I that was kind of off the top of the head, but mm-hmm. also I did see a stat it's similar to that recently. <laughs> I could you imagine? And this is obviously kind of out there because I doubt that they would make a trade with the same team. But could you imagine they go and get like PJ Tucker for this team? Why would you want PJ Tucker? I would love PJ Tucker. PJ Tucker team. is a dog on defense. Could you imagine PJ Tucker with KD? What? Yes. Oh my God! If they if they got PG Tucker, I would guarantee it. I would put all the money in my bank account on a championship. On a championship. So on a championship. That's that's a god squad. I, I say you're you just still talking have to PJ Tucker from the defensive standpoint. On what? You're just talking PJ Tucker for defensive. For, I mean, he generally shoots forty eight percent from three the, in the corner. Yeah. He's nuts from three. He he literally I mean, can, recently he can play in four these past couple five. games. He hasn't played. Good, yeah, I know. I, mean, but, I just used. I mean, like, you looked last week four months ago he when he was in right the now. second round of the playoffs. He was shooting forty eight percent from three. Okay, from the corners. Yeah, true. I that would doesn't matter. Like that it doesn't matter nice. if you can get that for decent. I mean, say throw two second rounders. I think the Rockets would take that in a heartbeat. Yeah, and and your starting five is Kyrie, Harden, Joe Harris, PJ Tucker, KD. Dude, I can't even make a better team like that in my my career on 2K. No joke. I, I mean, you kind of my did. my career, my, my my player might be PJ Tucker in that, honestly, or, or Joe Harris. No joke. I, what was that year that you were on the Hawks and you had like LeBron, KD? Oh, I did make a God squad here, and then you. I did make, yeah, because they let you be like, oh, I, which player I want do you want me to three, go get? And then they go sign everybody. They get all three. Yeah. Whatever. It's like okay, whatever. So but. let's let's hop into the next thing. We kind of went on a little rant there. Let's well, talk about. How, well, some, well, how about this? We can just kind of flow into the next topic because we are on the subject of East and West. How about we talk about the All Stars? All Star game has kind of been with captains for what three, three years, three, four, three, three seasons. Three. Um, used to be East and West, but the West just overpoweredly dominated the East year in year out. And do we think this year now the East can beat? The West with what they have because with Russ now in the in the East, KD. Okay, so I made I made a list of who currently I think would make the All Star teams. I'm just gonna I'm gonna start with the East give me a, and give then me I'm just gonna give the East first. Okay, so the East, I'm just gonna go off who fans might vote in. I'm just thinking out of the top of my head. Say Russell Westbrook, Harden, KD. Just so you can get those the Thunder three back together and be like, oh yeah, that would they're all fire. playing together again. Then Giannis and Embiid. Okay, that's fire five. They have four. They have three forwards in that, though. It doesn't. The starting lineup doesn't matter. Oh. I mean, Embiid is Don't they a, still have center position? No. I thought they were going to. I, I thought bigs. they did remove it. Okay. It's, it's front court, back court. Yeah, good. So you got Russ, Harding, KD, Giannis, Embiid. Then off the bench, Jalen Brown, Bradley Beal, Ben Simmons, Jason Tatum, Jeremy Grant, Julius Randle, DeMontis Sabonis, and Trey Young. Those have been. That's a pretty obvious. You you could probably bet that whole lineup, and they'd probably be all of them. I mean, I would G- give or take. Like I'd say, Siakam might sneak in there for some for Julius Randle or something. For, just for Toronto picking, and then like Bam might sneak in there. But I didn't. I didn't but pick it, any that, that heat would have to players. Be coaches pick though. So I didn't pick any Heat players because Bam. I was like, they've been. They haven't played enough games for me to actually see something to this point. I so, could see Bam taking. Um, I think Sabonis is a lock. I not, think no, not Sabonis. I think he could, he might even Julius Randle or Jeremy Grant oh, are Julius the only two that I could see like losing their spot. So give me the West. Okay, the West: Curry, Luca, Braun, AD, Jokic. That's the usual. I think I think those two starting fives. That's almost are a lock. Almost equal. Yeah, yeah. Then off the bench you have Dame, Kawhi, PG. Sorry, I'm trying to count them. I had to keep going. I know. Donovan Mitchell, Brandon Ingram, Chris Paul. C.J. McCollum and Christian Wood. You can put DeAndre Ayton on there. Come on now. 
Dude, that's my call for the season. You couldn't hook me up, bro? I gave you Christian Wood. Dude, he, uh, I wasn't uh, going to uh, put uh, Christian Wood, but then I ended Don't up Don't drink at 18-16 tonight, Sean. Do you know who that is? Come on, I'm always balling out. Help, help my pick out. Jeez. But those, those, honestly, those are probably the most equivalent we've seen in East-West setup, if we're being honest. And it's really just the difference of putting, taking KD, off one, KD and Harden off one team and putting on the other, really. I mean, yeah. You just well, swapped they, two starters onto another team and made them pick from deeper on the West. Yeah. I mean, you adding Christian Wood and CJ McCollum, who neither of them have ever made an all-star game. Chris Paul, who didn't make an all-star team for four years, made it with the Thunder last season, and then is probably going to... I think he will make it this season just because you look at the Suns' record and he'll see... He'll get a coach. He'll get a coach. Dang. Is, I, I think did, he'll make it over Booker. Booker. No, I didn't say Booker. So you think they're going to take Chris Paul instead I think of Chris, Because you look at their record... Chris Paul has changed this team. Dude, Booker's going to cry, no bro. Booker's going to cry. I, I mean, that. with I mean, Gobert's going to cry too. But <laughs> yeah, I almost didn't put Damian Lillard. The only reason I put him back on there was because of that thirty-six, seven and seven, or whatever he had last night. I would have had Shea Alexander over bias. Okay, or I, I mean a, a little bit recency bias or Homer pick. Okay, I like I like the decision. But I mean, you kind of can't put you can't leave Dame off. So like I I left Kyrie off because I put Trey Young, who I think would get the coaches get pick coach because pick. of like coaches aren't going to be like, well, is I mean obviously there's no game, but is Kyrie going to show up to get yeah, his yeah, yeah, gotcha. to get his All Star nomination? So let let's let's make it let's make it make it quick and wrap it. What do you think? Give me a spread on that and we'll call it. Um, I'd say East. You would think he's have a favorite. I think the East would be a favorite easily like in this. I think they'd be a favorite by like. Did you say Chris Middleton? No. Rude. That's a wrong pick. <laughs> who are I you just gonna, thought? Who about are it. you going to replace Chris Middleton with? Julius Randle gone. No, you have to pick a. I mean, he's I guess forward. he's a guard. He's four. He he was four last year because they they were about to have but Jimmy can, go instead of Okay, him. so you want to take you want to take Julius Randle off for Bam and Chris Middleton? Nah, forget Bam. Chris, he sucks. Chris Middleton is a injury replacement for you. And so is Shea on both sides. He would be okay. So I th- I say four and a half East by four and a half. Well, almost every except for last year. Are they going to do that? Do if we take that free throw thing in? I mean, they, there's no there's no game this year. I know, I know, but, but, but that matters to me though. Do you think no, they do, like, they're not going to just regular? I, I say just because they're not they're out. not changing East that for out. every East year. Blowout. Yeah, so you'd take the spread of four and a half for yep. the East. Yeah, because first of all, I don't think it's going to be a close game. It's never been a close game other than literally last year because it came down to free throws. Because they had that whole, you play until you beat by 21, whatever. That was so sad. That, the ending of that game was the it's worst ending of an All-Star over and over game I've again. ever seen. Like, I don't know. Justin, what would you take? I got East by 14. Give me East by 18. Holy cow! Never oh close. God. Oh my, eighteen. Yes. I wish y'all could see. What are, what are both you Zach taking? What are you face. taking? I would have taken them like six. Okay, just he's winning by lower. like six okay. because I mean, obviously, it's an all star game. They're just gonna nobody plays defense. It's just gonna be scores. 18? But I mean, that's a big. I don't look. Look, look up in history. I don't think anyone's won by eighteen a minute. That is a lot of points to win by. So let, let's just roll into the next thing while Justin's looking this up. So we had Porzingis and Kimba come back this week. So Kimba hadn't played at all. He's played one game now, and Porzingis played three games, I believe, this week. He, he hasn't played at all in the beginning of the season, but he when he did return, he hasn't missed a game since. He played Wednesday, Friday, Sunday. I'm looking at it right now. In those games, though... Average, oh, I'm overshooting like crazy. Yeah, how, what was the, the last time? Like, there's been a, a, 18, vict- a victory a over 20 was 2009. That's what I'm saying. Co- it was Kobe and Shaq were the MVPs of that game. Yeah, yeah. The, the The biggest margin of victory since 2010 has was let's see. I think it was it was. Do some math. Come on now. Oh wait, no. There was a, there was a 23 point victory in 2016. Russell Westbrook was the MVP. Sean, Sean just about knocked his eye out his little strap. <laughs> the, the string from my hoodie almost poked my All right, eye. so let's talk, let's talk about Kimba and Porzingis. So who do you think benefits their team coming back the most between the two of them? Uh, definitely the Mavericks because you've seen they haven't been as great so far this season. And They got dogged by I the mean, Bucks. 
Luca being able to I don't know that didn't they beat the Bucks twice in the preseason? I'm just kidding. Uh Luca so Luca getting his best teammate back. I mean, who who is his best teammate other than Kristaps Porzingis? Can you tell me that off the top Tim of Tim Hardaway is yeah. a lights out three point shooter okay. now. Yeah. See Tim Hardaway or Kristaps Porzingis? Which one you would would you rather have? You'd rather have Kristaps. He opens Exactly. So I think Kristaps is easily more integral to his team because I mean a seven foot three guy who can shoot and defend. Just to argue, I'm argue with you. I'm going to take Kemba just for the fact that the East just got so much better, so they have to have Kemba in rhythm with their team. I mean, it's just one team that got better. Yeah, yeah but, but the, now the Celtics, the Celtics have from, played amazing without Kemba and was, with I'd say without Jason Tatum too because yeah. Jason Tatum was out with COVID related stuff. And Jalen Brown has taken his game to a whole new level. And now that Kimba's back, uh, Peyton Pritchard isn't going to get as many minutes. I feel, so. like we, I feel like we almost see this from Jalen Brown on a regular basis. If Jason Tatum doesn't play, he looks crazy good. And but then the thing is, as soon I've, as Jason Tatum comes back, he's like, oh, yeah, I forgot how to shoot. But I've watched a couple Celtics games this season, and Jason or Jalen Brown's Scoring is not coming from these super athletic plays. Which is he's, weird because he is super athletic. Yeah. He's changed his game kind of like Zach Levine has and been able to become an amazing 3 and D player. He might... I I would put him up there in the top five 3 and D players so, so far too. this season. It's like it's like a sneaky athleticism, athleticism at this point. At this point, you're expecting him to pull a 3 and he's like, oh, by the way, I just postered you. And... He's been playing amazing with Jason Tatum. That's the thing that has surprised me. I wouldn't say the most out of the entire Celtics team, but seeing them be I mean, now they're number two in the East because they lost yesterday, but they were number one in the East without really any competition for a little bit. I mean, everybody's still in the same amount of range of games played, but I mean, I'm pretty sure I'm not 100% sure. But I'm pretty sure he is their leading scorer as of right now. Jalen Brown? He's one point off. Sorry. But that's with Jason Tatum not playing like a couple games. games. Less games, yeah. But I mean, Jalen Brown has been... He's averaging the same amount of assists as Jason Tatum. I mean, and they're they're just running Ma- they're just running the whole place the whole playbook through Jalen Brown rather than Jason Tatum, really. And with Marcus Smart stepping into the point the starting point guard role... I mean, that changes that team into a defensive monster as a starting lineup, whereas Kimba is one of the worst defenders in the league. Do you? I'll, I'll catch you with this one. So do you think it's really just Brad Stevens' scheme and it, his scheme is just really good for whoever the star is? Because right now, because Jalen Brown, just from the highlights that I've seen from these games, he's making plays that Jason Tatum does. And that's why he, that's like, like you said, he's not making stupid, crazy athletic plays. I mean, Jason Tatum doesn't really make stupid, crazy athletic plays that often. When he does, it's a highlight, but. I mean, he's just, had, he's had the chance scheme, in the past to be that player. Jason Tatum went, I mean, he was drafted a year before Tatum. Yeah. I mean, obviously it was his rookie year, but you didn't see him making those kind of plays that back then. But what I mean, I'm saying is, last year, it's just you, that scheme, though, just I, for the I superstar. Don't, I don't. Yeah. I think that with. Jalen Brown, last season you didn't see him making these plays, even when Jason Tatum sat out. You didn't see him drive to the basket, oh, three people came down on me. This year he's passing it out to the guy in the corner that's shooting. Last year he would have just tried to go up and try to dunk it or try to do a fancy layup on someone. And that that's part of the reason why like I wasn't I'm really still not I wasn't really a big fan of J, of Jalen Brown. I've always said he's been like overhyped for like his defense. Just, his defense is good. Don't get me wrong. His defense isn't as good as the hype that he gets. I mean, you were in love with him for a minute. Oh, honestly. dude, I still. I, but my love, if, my love is like a plateau, like a stalk. It goes yeah. up, and then it's like it's like ah, you're you're kind of trash right now. But but what? I'm still here. I'm still I'm not selling my stock yet. I'm oh, still yeah. here. I know you're gonna bounce back. Oh, yeah. Once you get to that peak, I'm selling. He's selling. Oh, I'm just kidding. I won't sell them. I I think this the playmaking Shark addition game. to his game is what needs to take him to that next level. Well, I mean, once he gets that playmaking, I mean, what's the difference between him and... I mean, I think Brandon Ingram has better playmaking than him, so between him and Brandon Ingram, probably not Brandon much. Brandon Ingram also has Height, more length, teammates yeah. he can... I'd say he has more teammates he can pass to. I mean, 
besides Jalen, I mean, besides Jason Tatum, Jalen Brown doesn't have like Marcus Smart's not a great three point shooter. I mean, when you look at it, Brendan Ingram has he can throw it to Zion. Zion will go somehow get a bucket with yeah. all his little moves that he makes. Steven Adams will get him a little floater to assist every game. I mean, you can give it to Eric Bledsoe. He can just drive and make a finish. There's a, He has a lot more options to pass to. And if Jalen Brown had that same amount of options, I think he'd average more assists. For sure. Especially with how he's playing this year. But next one, we had something come up today. With, right. I've never seen something like this before. So, I mean, you kind of saw it with... Uh, J.R. Smith a couple years ago. I think it's just the Cavs organization. But Kevin Porter Jr. is basically out of the Cleveland Cavaliers system. Like, he he hasn't played much this season, and they just traded for Torian Prince and Jarrett Allen, and they gave Kevin Porter Jr.'s locker to Torian Prince and moved Kevin Porter over to the to the young guys who don't play, dang, area. Yeah, they they pretty much, from what I read, was it's like an outcast. Yeah, from what I read, was he pretty much came in for practice, and his locker was moved, like you said, to the forgotten player zone, um, which is pretty deep on the Cavs, but probably right next to Andre Drummond, in between him and you know Darius Garland, between those two somewhere. Um, but I I mean. It was kind of weird because he, apparently he was like getting really mad and like yelling in the locker room. I I read in one article, only one though, that he had like thrown like water bottles everywhere. All I this saw kind of something stuff. about and, like modern day slavery as well. I I don't know where like I they saw were. It. He was yelling that. Like he he was I didn't yelling see that, that about. Oh my god! I can't remember who I saw that from, but I was reading a little bit of an article. Probably the Athletic because you won't give me the login. But you know, <laughs> and I was. Reading it, I was like, dang, modern day sli- That's like, that is something that you, he's, okay, so Kevin Porter Jr. has had bad, like, he's had you, troubles in the past. You know what I want? Oh, yeah, yeah, I actually had the list of it. Last summer or last fall, he, um, he pretty much got into an accident, flipped his car, like, off of, like, a highway, pretty much, upside down, right? And when the police showed up, there was, like, a gun in his car and, like, a an amount of marijuana in the car and then ended up like going to like his like court sentence and everything. And they pretty much were just like, they pretty much were just like, um, yeah, no, we'll just, we'll just get, get, a, get like, we'll just let it go. Like, it's fine. We, they, they somehow said that like they got, that he got away with like saying that like the gun like wasn't his and didn't know it was there. And then he got away with like, um, just like a fine for the, like the possession of the weed, like, so kind of nuts. And then, like, I don't even remember this being on the news, like almost at all. Yeah. I neither do I. This is the first I've heard of this, but it's kind of funny. Like how he gets put into a different locker room now, like kind of like an outcast, like uh, kind of like you put in like the principal's office till mom mm. comes and picks you up, whatever team wants to come get him. I, I will bet you if, if what you're saying is right about like he, how he said it was modern day slavery, I will bet you that they were making him take his stuff out and put Toron Prince's or Jerry Allen stuff into his locker. I will bet it's something like that. I mean, don't I'd be pissed off if you told me to do that too. Oh, for sure. I I doubt that happened. I highly, it's the Cavs, highly doubt though. that happened. But it's Cleveland, baby. I don't know. I, I mean, mean it, that, he, he might what, he might have been upset because he might have had some money on the Browns yesterday, and I just might have what happened. But like you know. something, I can that's like something to what I said is like the only <laughs> thing to that extent that I think someone would say something like that about the way they're being treated. So like, I just think it comes with the whole like owners just decide whatever because they are the ones with the money and like the players like like we were saying earlier he's one of those bottom tier players where he doesn't have the player empowerment so he can't I mean he's trying to make his player empowerment with this yeah and I mean I have a young team with the Thunder I wouldn't trade like anything of value for him I I might not even trade a second round like an unprotected second round. Dude, I saw it and uh, I don't think any team should trade for him honestly cuz the Cavs said he the Cavs literally came out and said he will not play another game for the Cavs. So, uh, no, I give a protected second round because he was averaging 10 points a game as a rookie last but, year. But but no one you shouldn't give up anything cuz this is a situation to where like someone literally says I don't want to be here and then you know that they have to get rid of them and then you're just kind of like 
well, I'm not going to give anything up for you because I know they don't want you. You know what I mean? I mean, if you're that kind of situation, if you have a good like locker room team where if you have a I'd say like the Miami Heat, the Thunder, say the Celtics all have good locker rooms where they can change a player when you I since I'm a Thunder fan, I can give you examples of former Thunder players. Ennis Cantor in Utah was not like everybody hated him. Dion Waiters in Cleveland, everybody hated him. Who there was one more, can't think of it off the top of my head. But the Thunder trade for players and rehabilitate them, and then either use them or trade them off later, and make them into something that they basically weren't before. And I could see them going Shoot, and getting I, Kevin. I, Porter. I think any team should at least let this man go to a training camp. He's worth that, or like go like try I think, out. I think he is good enough to be on an NBA team. I yeah. I know he is good enough to be on an NBA team. Yeah, but first round pick, twenty nineteen. I mean, he was a thirtieth pick, but yes, first round? he could have been a he could have been a lottery pick. But his legal actions and his attitude were stuff that pushed teams away. He has all the talent in the world, but will he get over himself and be able to become a real NBA player? Now, I have something that I have a fact that is kind of funny. Every Porter in the NBA is a junior. Michael Porter, Otto Porter, Kevin Porter, all of them are juniors. Only those three? Yeah, those are the only three in the league. It's weird. It's kind of funny. What are the odds of that? Every single one of the Porters are juniors. Mm, They all have the same dad, too. (laughs) (laughs) Kevin, Michael, Otto. Yeah, they all have the same No, Otto Porter Jr. is... uh, Definitely Wilt Chamberlain's great grandson because of the 20,000 women that Wilt Chamberlain slept oh with. <laughs> oh my gosh. All right. Anyways. Just like the Jimmy Butler conspiracy that he's Michael Jordan's son. All right. Well, anyways, so we're going to go ahead and wrap it up. Do want to give you our reminder, though? So we are on ESPN Pensacola, 1330 AM, 99.1 FM. We're not known as Coast to Coast on there. We're known as Corner 3. So if you want to check out that show, you can check out our live stream from 10 to noon every Sunday, or you can check out on the website if you're not in the area, ESPNPensacola.com, 10 to noon, Central Time, every Sunday. Uh, yeah, anything else you got to say? I'm good. I will tweet the right link out. And we out. Later. Yeah.